0: It is the Drop Podcast, and I am your host, Lance Descott. It's great to have everybody here, but it's not great to see the Blues lose again. After last night's loss, they are now 1-7-2 in their last 10. They can't score at all. And in fact, I know there's a lot of people out there that blame Jake Allen all season. He's a terrible goalie. He's cost the Blues so many points. You know, in some games, he has played bad. I'll definitely give you that. But let's look at this. In nine out of his last 15 starts, the Blues have scored two goals or less in each of those starts. That's just terrible. I believe it was about 1.93 goals a game in his last 15 starts. I don't care if you have Martin Berdur. I don't care if you have Grant Fuhr. I don't care if you have Terry Sawchuk. I don't care if you have Glenn Hall. I don't care who the hell you have in goal. You're not going to win games when you're only scoring 1.93 or 1.8, somewhere in that range. I forget what it was. But it's 1.8 to 1.9, something like that. You're not going to win games. You're just not. Everybody needs to really take the blame for it. There are a few players playing hard. I think Shin plays hard. I think uh, Jaden Schwartz plays hard. I think Tarasenko plays hard for most of the time. There are times where, in all honesty, he doesn't give the top effort. He doesn't. And uh, I just wish he would. I don't know if he just feels like it's not worth it with the team being so bad. I just don't know. We need better efforts out of Alex Steen. Patrick Berglund needs to act like he's playing hockey and not out on a midnight stroll in Sweden. I'm just not sure what's going on with his head. He's not the player he was the second half of last season. He's more like the player he was for the couple years before that. He just looks lost, totally lost. The reason Jake Allen was in goal last night is because Carter Hutton got a neck injury. And a lot of people, I've had a few people even email me, how the hell do you get a neck injury in practice? You can get a neck injury sitting in a chair and turn your head to look at your computer monitor. For those people that say that, they've never had a neck injury or at least a serious neck injury. My chiropractor used to tell me that some of the worst injuries when it comes to a neck have happened in car accidents going under five miles an hour. You may not believe that, that's fine. But I believe it if if a doctor tells me that. I've even had my physician tell me that. Some of the worst neck injuries he sees, you wouldn't believe it. Low-impact car crashes, somebody sitting in their computer chair, somebody laying in bed and rolling over. A neck is a funny thing. You can get injured at any time. So a lot of people last night before the game were spouting off about how the game was going to be over by the second period because of Jake Allen, and you know there was no use watching it because it was a late game. If you didn't watch this game, you missed a jewel of a game by Jake Allen. He made some great saves to keep San Jose off the board to try to give this lackluster offense a chance to get anything going. But they didn't get anything going, in fact. They only had 16 shots in goal the whole game. That is just totally, totally ridiculous. That is terrible. Four shots on goal in the first, 10 shots in the second, and two shots in the third period. Now, there are people blaming Coach Mike. There are people blaming Jake Allen. There's people blaming everybody. Well, yeah, I think everybody needs to blame here. People blaming Doug Armstrong. People blaming the owner after signing Doug Armstrong for four years. Everybody's got something to do with this. This team was put together by Doug Armstrong, and regardless of what you think, Mike Yo, it it was. People say, well, he didn't have a say-so. The GM is uh, making all the decisions. No, 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 no. I know for a fact Mike Yo did not take this job if he didn't have some control over who was on this team. I know that for a fact. He has to say so. And as far as I know, Doug Armstrong's not going to sign somebody or resign somebody if it doesn't fit into his system and if Mike Yo doesn't want him. That doesn't do Doug Armstrong any good, and it doesn't do the Blues any good. But let's get back to the positive of this game. The positive, Jake Allen. He made some great, great saves, had a lot of pressure on him. The guy deserves much better than he got in this game. He deserves much better than he's gotten in his last 15 games. This team just doesn't play in front of him. Jake, I hate to see you go, but I hope the Blues trade you and you can go to a team that has a decent defense and a team that cares. But let's go over some of Jake Allen's big saves. He made a big one in the first period, just 5 minutes, 43 seconds in. And then at the beginning of the second period, he made a great save to keep this game 0-0. Zero to zero.
1: The Blues won against Carolina, New Jersey, and Vegas.
2: Now the Sharks give in a backhander by Bunker. Fought off by Jake Allen. And the Blues cleared back to center ice. Pretty good backhand right there to hoist that up there against the grain like that, and right shoulder Kept save. in by Burns. A shot that got through. Save, and Bunker in front. Another shot, and it's saved by Jake Allen.
1: Oh, what a chance there. He's stuck in the net right now. His skeet is His stuck skeet in the net. Stuck. He can't get out. He's engulfed by the net. The fans are booing, but what's he going to do? Left heel is stuck inside that net, and he couldn't get out.
0: Yeah, Jake Allen could not get out of the net. You would think a shark would get stuck in the net, but that wasn't the case. It was Jake Allen getting stuck in the net. Just a funny, funny thing, stuck in the bottom of the net by the lower ring of it, and just could not get out, and they called it, and I know fans were upset, but if a goalie's stuck in the net like that, you've got to blow the whistle. You cannot let a team skate around and score when your goalie does not have the ability to make a save. It's basically an equipment malfunction, basically. Jake Allen did his best to keep the Blues in this game, but you can only do so much. The Sharks would go on a power play, and Michael Bodker would get a goal 12 minutes and 12 seconds into the third, to give the sharks a 1 to nothing lead. Back
2: for Jonas Donskoy Comes off the ball. Gets it back from Demello. Donskoy Four by Doncgo.
0: Himself nice little job right here. Right in the slot. Quick little release. Gets it on this forehand. Puts it in a place where Donskoy can get it to him. Not much on his stick there. Half a second, and it was off. And the goaltender can't recover on those quick shots like that. Bodker continues to stay hot. As I said earlier, Bodker was all over the ice. He was. He had a great, great game for them. Gets his 13th goal. It was a power play goal. Donskoy also had a good game. Gets his 17th assist. DeMilo gets his 13th assist, 12 minutes, 12 seconds in. San Jose's up one to nothing. Well, that's all they would need. The Blues only got two shots on goal in the third period. San Jose would get a late goal, an empty net goal, when the Blues would pull Jake Allen. That would be Thomas Hurdle's 16th. Brent Burns gets his 43rd assist. That was 19 minutes, 45 seconds in. And the Sharks seal the deal with the empty net goal, and the Blues lose two to nothing. Shots on goal. Just ridiculous. 36 for the Sharks. 16 for the Blues. Face-offs 53% for the Sharks. 47 for the Blues. The Sharks had two power play. They were one for two. The Blues had one power play. They were 0 for 1. The Blues were 0 for 1 on the power play and the Sharks were 1 for 2. Hits. The Blues won that category 28 to 22. Blocks. The Blues also had the edge in that 23 to 18. Giveaways. The Blues had four. And the Sharks had seven. Let's go ahead and get into the post-game interviews, where we're going to hear from Kyle Brodziak, Jake Allen, and of course, Coach Mike on this terrible loss. Being one seven and two in your last ten—that's terrible. There's no excuses. This team isn't talented enough. Even though Mike Yeo will say that talent is not the issue.
3: Yeah, I mean, that's that type of game. Uh, it's hard to hard to say what uh, what angle the ref had, but I just felt like we're. Going, going to the net. Both guys, puck comes out, and I felt his stick got up in my arm. And um, I mean, I'm not letting his stick go for a clear shot. It's just, I, I don't know. It's, it's tough to really comment on. Uh, I'll have to look at it closer. But at the time, it just didn't feel like, uh, you know, in that type of game. That penalty like that could be the difference. But it is what it is. Yeah, that's 16 shots on goal in the game. Obviously not. Uh, yeah. Not enough. Uh, I thought execution-wise, there was some areas that we uh, we weren't uh, we weren't sharp enough, and and it was hurting us offensively. Uh, you know, neutral zone, in the uh, when we had opportunities to go on the rush, we were uh, you know not playing quick enough, I think, and uh, not executing as well as we should have, and uh, it cost us probably some some good scoring chances.
2: How good was Jake?
3: He was awesome. Uh, just looked like he was. Right on top of his game, seeing every puck, quick to react to everything, uh, gave us every
4: chance in the world to win. And, and uh, you know, again, we don't get him any goals. Right now it's a matter of winning games, and we're struggling to find ways to win games. And, you know, it's desperation mode now. It's literally every game's a must. Either find a way to even, you know, if we lose in overtime, so be it. But we get a point, uh, move up positive, in a positive way in the standing. So uh, we have an even better team we're playing against on Saturday that's rolling. And uh, we're going to have to dial it up last four
0: or five games you're, you're saying and you're yeah. turning in that direction just what have you noticed about your game that, that tells you yeah. that you feel good about things you know, I'm, I'm
4: going back to you know i i think i i got a little bit the athlete in me is you know brings out the aggressive side you know i think that's just my natural way and i think uh, i'm staying deeper in my net you know a little bit just i'm fast enough to get to the play so it just uh, sort of letting place come to me and felt uh, you know i felt in practice it's been it's been pretty easy, you know. It's just slowed the game down for me, make it a little bit easier on me, and you know, I, I felt uh, felt pretty solid. So, a good situation.
3: There's no time to think about it. You know, those
4: happen. You know, it's um, this is it's hockey. You know, it doesn't matter if it's a goalie or a defenseman. Those things happen, and um, it's tough when you can't move your your neck too well and you be a goalie. It's probably not a good thing. So, um, you know, I was ready to go, and uh, you know, gave the boys a chance. Did you uh, get a good look at the penalty? I mean, Burns kind of disagreed with it at first. Uh, honestly, it's like it's a play where I could tell his sort of stick was wrapped up there, but I'm so blown in on the puck, I I didn't really see, you know, what actually happened. I, I don't know.
2: How were you thinking about
4: the team? That was good. You know, I felt honestly, like I said before, I'm felt that I've been playing solid. It's just tough to get wins, and you know, I want really, we really, you know, came in here as you know a, a tough road trip. You know we had a good mindset coming into the, today and in the trip and really want to go out there and battle and and even find a way to scavenge a point you know if but uh, obviously that didn't happen you know it's it backs against the wall or or coming up here soon so we got to find some points not
2: not nearly good enough on that on on the offensive side of things I thought the work ethic was there I think that uh, the defensive focus was there but uh, way too way too many turnovers in, in this game. And you can't create offense like that. You can't create offense when you're defending and chasing all night. And that's what we put ourselves in a position to do. Specifically third period. I mean, it's a scoreless game and uh, two shots on goal the entire period. Yeah, obviously, it's not even close to good enough, yeah.
0: You did all the work on the power play this week. And you get one of them. And it didn't seem to.
2: No, sure. we didn't get any momentum off that.
0: No. Thoughts on Jake looked pretty good.
2: Jake was outstanding. Yep, he was very good. Came in a tough situation. And uh, responded really well.
0: I think you guys were fighting the puck out there. Did you think the ice maybe had anything to do with that?
2: No, I don't think so. Uh, they seem to be handling it fine. I don't think that was an issue.
0: So, what's what's Carter's situation?
2: Uh, he, he, we got word uh, this afternoon that, uh, that he had a bad neck, um, was bugging him and uh, came to the rank, tried to work on it, wasn't good enough to go, uh, wasn't good enough to back up. So uh, obviously we'll see, we'll, we'll, we'll get some more info later.
0: Jake says he thinks that's four or five games in a row. He feels like he's trending in the right
4: direction. Would you agree with that?
2: Uh, I, I, for me, this game was a different level than uh, than his past few. Um, so I, I think that there's been some games where it's it's looked good at, in spurts. Tonight was, I'd say, his most complete game that he's played in a while. Is
3: that in some ways, the, no time to think about it for him to get him any game? Like uh,
2: that? I think I think part of it is he. I think he had a good week of practice too. I think that was good for him.
0: Well, the Blues even have a tougher road ahead of them. I think Mike Yo is a little delusional here. He keeps saying, and he's been saying, even when they had lost seven in a row before they beat Detroit, which could have been a very different outcome at the end there, this team has not played well. He says that the effort's there. Well, I think some players, the effort's there. I think that some players, there's no effort. They've already melded in. It's like they don't want to make the playoffs. They're done. They just want to get out of here. And that's sad for the guys that are trying. It really, really is. This team is not a good team. It doesn't have enough talent. It just doesn't. You've got more than, I would say, half the team not playing like they care. And that's terrible. Petrangelo's looked bad lately. Just has not looked good at all. It's possible this guy doesn't need to be captain. I'm not saying he's not a good player. That's not what I'm saying. There's times when he has needed to step up and make a statement. And I know he's not a fighter. But that Jamie Benn incident, that was just terrible. It's close game, yes. But you've got to do something. You've got to hit him, check him into the boards. You've got to let him know when you get a chance that that crap is not going to fly. You have to do that. You're the captain. Because apparently nobody else on your team is going to do that. And you don't have the guy on there anymore, and a Ryan Reeves that's going to do that. I am hoping this team can make the playoffs. That would be nice. But I'm not expecting them to. I know a lot of Blues fans agree with me. But then there's a lot of Blues fans that think they're going to have no problem making the playoffs. This is going to be tough, guys. This is going to be really tough. Hell, Chicago's only nine points behind them now. And think of how bad Chicago's played this year. You know, Mike Yo said that Jake played much better than he has Well, yeah, he played very good, but there's been games that the Blues have lost that I thought he played just as good. As I said earlier, I hope Jake gets traded. I don't want to see him go, but this guy deserves a team in front of him that cares. Carter Hutton deserves a team in front of him that cares. There's very few guys in this team that are caring. You can agree, you can disagree with me. I know there's a lot of Alex Steen lovers out there. I think the guy's an okay player. I don't think he's worth his contract. That's got to be one of the worst contracts the Blues have made. It just has to be. Patrick Berglund, low monetary value in his contract. If the guy would give you 15 to 20 goals and act like he cares, that wouldn't be a bad contract. But he's not doing that, and he doesn't act like he cares. Vladimir Sobotka, who I questioned time and time again of why the hell the Blues were continuing to go after this guy, trying to get him back. He's going to be a key Last year before the playoffs, oh, Sabotka could be the guy that brings them over the edge and really gives them that push. Come on, guys. He's a fourth-line player that due to injury and due to stupidity, the Blues have played him on the first, second, and third lines at times. If the Blues could get out of Steen's contract, Berglund's, and Sabotka, I'd be happier than heck. I really would. I don't think that's going to happen, but I think Sabotka and Berglund could be a good start. There may be a team out there looking for a veteran guy, a veteran guy on the ice that's a body out there that might give him 8 to 12 goals. Maybe there's somebody that may be looking for Sabotka. I think he's making way too much money for another team to take him. Bad contracts all around. Later's contract was bad. Steen's contract is bad. Berglund's contract is bad. Sabotka's contract is bad. Then they make that trade to Pittsburgh for Oscar Sundquist and a draft pick. Oscar Sundquist does not belong on an NHL roster yet. He just doesn't. I know the Pittsburgh Penguins are talented, but they were probably pretty happy to get rid of him in that trade for Reeves. It's nothing against the guy. He's just not at that point to where he is an everyday NHL player. And the Blues just think he's great. Zach Sanford. I think he was a third or fourth round pick of the Capitals. This guy's another guy. You know, the Blues, oh, they've got all this young talent with Thomas, Costin, Kyrou, Sammy Blay, uh, and then they mentioned um, Zach Sanford. Zach Sanford is not in the same class as Thomas, Costin, and Kyrou, or even Blay. He's just not. Could he be a serviceable player? Yeah. He could be a third or fourth line guy. Stillman made a mistake when he signed Armstrong. I would have waited till the very end of the year to see what the Blues were going to do. I know they've had injuries. I know that. But besides the injuries, Armstrong keeps getting these players in here, and he's making the wrong decision. Armstrong is a lot to blame here. Stillman's a lot to blame, and Coach Mike is. There's people that are standing up for him, and I fully understand that. I do. But their point is he's only had 13 months. Yeah, he's only had 13 months. But this team looks an awful lot like the Minnesota Wild when he lost that team the inability to score, losing five, six, seven games in a row, then having a game or two where they score four or five goals, and then they can't score for four or five games. He's got to take some blame for this. He does. And for a coach to come out and say, after going, two, after going one, seven, and two, that it's not talent, I'd be worried if I was Armstrong and Stillman. I'd really be worried. This was Armstrong's guy, and the reason he hired him, and I kept hearing it time and time again, is because they beat the blues in the first round of the playoffs that year. You don't hire a coach because he beat you in one round. You hire a coach because he's been consistent. He's got a winning record. He's proven he can win. He's an up-and-coming coach in minor leagues or junior hockey, or an assistant coach that really is well thought of around the league. That's why you hire him. You don't hire him because he beat you in the playoffs. And I wouldn't bring that up, but Armstrong's the one that said it. That Armstrong was really impressed with what he did in that playoff series. Was he impressed with the other times they made the playoffs? Were they lost in the first round? Were they made it to the second round one time? That's not impressive. Can Mike Hill make some adjustments and keep this team? Yeah, but the Blues really need to think hard about what they're going to do. Armstrong needs to think hard right now because if Mike Yo is going to do this to where this team is up and down, we're in for three or four years of a bad team. And I know people are excited about the young talent that I mentioned earlier. But guys, young talent doesn't always come out to the way you think they're going to be. Thomas looks great. Kostin looks great. Cairo looks great. The NHL is a totally different game than the minor leagues, College or juniors, it's a totally different game. It just is. Look at Tage Thompson. Looks much better with the Rampage than he does with the Blues. He can't keep up with the game because sometimes his feet don't move. He's just not used to having to keep his feet moving all the time. It's a faster game. If anybody thinks all of these prospects are going to be like like number one and number two line guys, you're crazy. If the Blues could get one of those guys to be on the top line, that would be awesome. But those of you guys out there that think this is the solution, just go totally young, it does not work. And I keep bringing up Ty Ratty. The Blues touted him. 35-40 goals in the, in the AHL. Just a great guy. He's going to make the Blues so much better. Couldn't even get on the damn roster. Come up for a game or two. Look terrible. Look slow. Just because a guy scores 40 goals in the AHL does not mean he's going to be a good NHL player. He might not even stick with the team. He might score 15 goals. Let's just say a guy gets 50 goals in the AHL. Let's just say that. Nine times out of 10, he's going to come in and at the most get 15 and 20. 15 to 20 goals in the NHL. If he's a good player. If he's an outstanding and one-of-a-kind player, he could get more than that. But that doesn't happen very often. I seen on Twitter the other day where somebody was comparing him to Connor McDavid Thomas. Look how he skates. Does that not remind you of Connor McDavid? Come on, guys. I'm not going to get too excited about any of these guys until they can prove they can play in the NHL. They can prove it. Hey, that's great. If uh, Thomas comes in and plays like Connor McDavid, that's awesome. If these other guys come in and they're 20, 20 25, 30 goal scores, that's great. But I don't want you fans out there to count on that. Do you not remember when we were told how great Berglum was? How great Oshie was? How great David Perron was? You cannot count on these young guys. Something's got to give. The Blues are going to have to have a good veteran mixture with the young guys. Bring the young guys along slowly, or at least until they can show they can be consistent. Which I hope they can. I really do. I think they've got talent. But you just don't know until they get into the NHL. Go over the last five, six years and look over the top 15 picks and see how many of them are great players in the NHL. Maybe three, four. The rest of them may be good players. Some of them aren't even in the NHL. Look at Neil Yakupov, where he was picked with the Edmonton Oilers. Look at Pe'Arvey, where he was picked with the Oilers. Just because you're picked high. It's because you look good in the minors does not mean you're a good player. It's just not. Now we're going to get to a new segment where we get into some questions from the fans. I get a lot of emails, and I'm starting a new segment. It's called Let's Question the Drop, and let's get going with the first question. Our first question is going to be from Jesse, and he wants me to talk about the captainship here on this team. I know I mentioned that possibly Petrangelo just isn't at that point to be a captain not saying he's not. I'm just, he's not showing me that he is. He's just not. Well, Jesse asked me from Des Moines, Iowa. What do you think of Shin being promoted to captain? Or at a minimum, a letter? And says, uh, if you think he deserves a letter, which I do, which he himself does, who would you take one from? Well, if you don't want to take the captaincy away from Petrangelo, and that's the Blues' right to do. If they think he can grow into it, that's great. I would take the assistant captain away from Alex Steen. He's not played like an assistant captain for most of the season. And I know he was hurt. But after coming back, this guy has scored some goals. But a lot of them are empty net goals. He's not consistent. He doesn't show that he should be an assistant captain. I would have no problem with Braden Shin being captain either. I really wouldn't. Because he puts it out there on the ice every night. This guy deserves something. I think he could be the one to really step up when somebody does something on the ice. Or in the locker room? He seems like that kind of guy. So I've got no problem with that, Jesse. That's a great, great question. I think Shin would make a great captain. I think he would make a great assistant captain. The next question is from Sasha. He is from Volgograd, Russia. I guess that's how you pronounce it. Nice to see someone in Russia and join in the Drop podcast. He wants to know the chances of Jake Allen going to another team in the offseason. And should the Blues do it? Well, Sasha, I tell you what, in my mind, I think Jake needs a change of scenery. Uh, I'd love to keep him on the Blues, but I don't think Mike Yo really thinks a lot of him personally. That's just my personal opinion. I would love to see him go to a team that plays with heart, a team that wants to play in front of him. And I know a lot of people are going to say, well, it shouldn't matter who he feels comfortable playing for. He should go out there and play. I think most games, Jake Allen gives you great effort. Does he have bad games? Yes. Just like any other goalie he does. Now, Sasha, there are a lot of people that think Jake Allen is getting paid top tier money to be a top goalie in the NHL. Last I checked, I believe his salary was either the 19th or 20th highest in the NHL. So it's not that high. He's not in the top half of the league when it comes to goalie salary. Somebody would take a chance on him. And if I'm Doug Armstrong, I would do that. I really would. If they're going to keep him, give him a team in front of him that cares. If not, Getting to a team where he can play without having to worry about if his team's going to show up night in and night out. I know there's a lot of people that blame Jake for this season. You're entitled to your opinion. Fully understand it. But if you look at the facts, a lot of games, this is not Jake Allen's fault. This team is not scoring. When your team is giving up two goals or even three goals and you can't score enough to win a game, that's a huge issue. You may win a game 1 to nothing now and again. You may win a game 2 to nothing now and again. But that doesn't happen every night. It just doesn't. So, I fully understand where you're coming from, Sasha. Thank you so much for sending me that question. Keep sending them, and I'll keep trying to answer them at the best that I can. The next question, it's from a listener named Connor. He is from Houston, Texas. The guy is a big blues fan. He loves the blues. He wanted to talk a little bit about Ryan Reeves, and he wanted to talk about the point if I thought that Pittsburgh wasn't using him properly and didn't know how to use him. I think that's a good point, Connor. I really do. I don't think Pittsburgh really knew what they had. I mean, with the Blues, he was playing 10 to 11 minutes a game. In Pittsburgh, he was averaging somewhere between six and eight minutes a game. I mean, this guy can actually skate. He's not a great scorer, no. He's not a liability when it comes to. A guy on the fourth line. He's just not. He's not going to score a lot of goals. But he doesn't make a ton of mistakes either. And he gives you that physical presence. So, Connor, I do agree with you. Pittsburgh did not know how to use him. If you watch him with the Vegas Knights, I think they fully understand how to use him. And he's looking much, much better as they go along. Thanks, everybody, for your questions. Every episode, I will be answering somewhere between two to three of them. And it's great to hear from people as far away as Houston, Iowa, and, of course, Russia. That's just great. I've also got questions from people from other countries, too. So it's so nice to know that people in other countries love the Blues and like to follow the podcast. Let's go ahead and get into the Blues schedule here. They've got the game tomorrow against the Kings. That's going to be a tough game. Then they play Anaheim, who's fighting for a playoff spot in the 12th. And then the Avalanche on the 15th. The Rangers on the 17th. Chicago on the 18th. Boston on the 21st. Vancouver, 23rd. 24th, Columbus. They have a couple days off. Then they play San Jose at home. The Vegas Knights and then Arizona is where they end up the month of March. It's going to be tough. It's going to be very tough for this team to make the playoffs. They're four points out of a playoff spot right now, and the Kings are in that last playoff spot. So if the Blues don't win tomorrow, this is going to be a pretty pretty bad time for them. Well, San got seventy nine points. The Blues have seventy five, and they both played sixty seven games. Of course, like I said, the Blues are one seven and two in their last ten, and the Kings are seven three and zero, just coming off a big win over Washington at home. This is going to be a tough game for the Blues. They're going to have to play their best, and I don't know if at this point. In the year, that's possible. I know for a fact right now it's not possible consistently. They've got to win some of these games. They get six points behind, eight points behind with 12, 13 games to go. Guys, it's going to be almost impossible for them to make it. It just is. Fifteen games left. they got to win 10 or 11 just to have a chance unless another team falls apart. And, yeah, it'd be great if they got into the playoffs, you know, and snuck in. But you don't want to go into the playoffs that way. You want to go into the playoffs playing great. Thanks for joining me for the Drop Podcast. I want to thank Connor. I want to thank Jesse. And I want to thank Sasha for sending in those questions. Thank you so much for supporting us. Until next time, guys, stay safe, stay healthy, stay happy, and let's go Blues.